Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by cardiologist Dr. Paddy Barrett, chatting all things cardiovascular disease. The way I look at this is that the the two statistics that everyone should really be aware of is cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death globally and in most developed nations, but it's also the most preventable. 90% of it can be prevented at an early stage if you just follow the right steps and formula. So I look at it as a, a scary opportunity. As ever available on all podcast platforms. This is an Irish independent podcast. Just to flag that today's episode contains graphic and disturbing accounts of violence. Today on the Indo Daily, as Jared Dundon joins his brothers behind bars, what next for the notorious McCarthy Dundon gang? When Darren McLean, a Limerick man, was jailed for 15 years in the UK last week for his part in a kidnapping and blackmail plot, a video clip from 2020 of his initial arrest went viral. Now the footage shows McLean, better known as Ger Dundon, a senior figure in one of the country's most dangerous crime gangs, stopped by Staffordshire police as he leaves a traveller side at Smithy Fen in Cambridgeshire. Half naked and cowering at the back is one of his kidnapped victims. The men were fed sleeping tablets, stripped of their clothes, made to wash with Dettol spray to avoid forensics and forced to call their relatives to get cash for their release. Dundon threatened to shoot them in the head if they didn't pay the ransom. In a recording call to relatives of the victims, he said, If you F up, I'm going to put their brains all over the road, okay? I'm Siobhan Maguire and with Limerick's notorious Dundon brothers now behind bars, the Indo Daily asks how this impacts the notorious McCarthy Dundon Ryan multiple family crime gang. To tell me more about the gang's violent and disturbing past and indeed murderous feuds is special correspondent at the Irish Independent, Paul Williams, author of Murder Inc. The Rise and Fall of the McCarthy Dundons. Paul, that police footage of Jerry Dundon driving that yellow transit van in the UK with a kidnapped victim on a dirty mattress in the back. I mean, it's it's pretty horrific. Can you take us back to the, that particular crime from three years ago, the very crime he was sentenced for last week? First of all, it's heartwarming to see that video because it means, number one, the police moved in on time and prevented probably somebody being murdered or tortured uh, more extensively. But also, it was wonderful to see the likes of Jared Dundon, one of the most evil thugs that ever was produced by gangland in this country, being caught bang to rights. It was a classic sort of uh, caper that the likes of Jared Dundon and other, like, the, you know, the Dundons are, call themselves travellers and Cornelius Price, this notorious thug we talked about who died of a brain disease uh, some months ago. Um, they were involved in this common enterprise where they were mixing with other criminals, particularly UK-based travelling gangs. And these guys, their victims, were clearly involved in some way in the drug trade. The courts prohibited their names being uh, revealed. But it would seem very clearly that, you know, these guys owed money 
to people associated with Dundon and Price. Um, they went along to pay their bill, seven and a half grand. They were held hostage. These guys were trying to get over 300,000. Ironically, this is not the first time that Irish criminals were involved in a stroke like this in the UK. Uh, Eugene Dutchie Holland, the man who murdered Veronica Gearn, he ended up dying in prison as a result of being involved in a similar kind of stroke. So it seems to be a, an Irish thing. Cornelius Price, as we know, was, was arrested around that time and was facing charges, but then developed this brain disease and in a way evaded justice because he died uh, of that disease in the hospital which is a bit of a pity really because he himself was a, a murdering thug. Mr Price had moved to the UK in 2020 following the death of Kean Mulready Woods and in the UK he had been arrested and charged with kidnapping and blackmail. That trial due to start in November alongside a number of other individuals who were also charged. But what it did was it underlined and uh, proved the connection between Ger Dundon and the so-called, what was left of the remnants of the notorious Dundon McCarthy gang, Murder Inc. as we call them, and the, the, their connection to Cornelius Price. Uh, before that, just about a year before that, or less than a year before that, six months before that, uh, Ger Dundon uh, and Price were involved in the murder of Robbie Lawler, another notorious serial killer and psychopath from Dublin who murdered... Um, a young lad called Keen Mulready Woods in Drogheda as part of that Drogheda feud. Well, Keen Mulready Woods was reported missing by his mother on January 13th, 2020, and partial remains belonging to the teenager were found at various locations in Dublin in the following days, with further remains found in Drogheda in County Louth last year. And then Dundon goes to the UK with Cornelius Price after that, and next thing, a couple of months later, they're caught doing this. But then he had changed his name at the time and thought that in some way that that would protect him. This is really interesting, actually. He's now called Darren McLean and he is magically three years younger than he actually is. He's changed his name by deed poll. Something as simple as a date of birth, by the way, on a police check can mean the difference between catching the, the person who should be caught and them getting away. Now, Jared Dundon has changed in appearance. Like, I started watching him when he was a teenager. Right. And uh, like even looking at that video, he looks different. You almost might not. If you haven't seen him for 10 or 12 years, you might not recognise him. The British police, remember the UK is 60, 70 million people living there. Uh, it's like a needle in a haystack. They have a lot of bad guys. And you know what I mean? So they're not household names there. So very easily, he believed quite rightly for, for a while or quite wrongly maybe when you put it when you think it through uh, that he would remain anonymous but obviously the police have been tipped off about this blackmail attempt they moved in on them at the right time and caught him the judge at wood green crown court told jared dundon today that he had lived a life of crime in the uk and ireland that he was a committed career criminal and a gangland enforcer. And by the way, 15 years is not enough for Jared Dundon. He should get life because, and even the prospect of him serving half that sentence, as the judge said, he would serve at least half, that's seven and a half years, is not enough. Especially if you talk to anybody in Limerick who uh, suffered at the hands of these. It would be an insult to call them, uh, it would be an insult to animals to call these people animals. In the 35 odd years that I've been working in journalism, I, I find myself saying this quite a bit because I'm getting old, but I have never seen a group, a more evil, more uh, viscerally brutal and savage group of criminals, and they were all linked to blood. It's in their blood, in their DNA, as the so-called Dundons, of the McCarthy Dundons. In fact, 
you know, I wrote a book about them some years ago. And if I was ever asked to give you my own visceral uh, description or attitude to them, I would say almost that there was a degree, they were so evil, there was almost a degree of of supernatural about it. Uh, and that's not hyperbole. That's not exaggeration. They were the worst we have ever produced. It did make even the people involved in the Kinahan Hutch feud look innocent by comparison. You mean the worst in terms of the levels of violence, of the, the actions, that kind of thing? Paul? Brutal. Yeah. Uh, the violence, like... When they went going at it in Limerick and back in 2000, they arrived in 2000 from London, Jar, it was the baby, the run to the litter, as some of them would call him, and, and his notorious brothers, John and Wayne. And they, they were actually t- textbook psychopaths. They, they had apps, they, they, their human hard drives, when they were being implanted in their brains, if you think about them coming off the production, the human production line, was completely deprived of any kind of humanity or empathy. Uh, they just, they didn't have friends or loved ones. Like the people closest to them, they would shoot just as quickly as a stranger in the street. The women who lived in their lives suffered horrendous domestic abuse. This animal here, Ger Dundon, we're talking about, he had a girlfriend called April Collins. Now we talk about her in a second. She, she was one of the, the reasons why Murder Inc. was broken up and, and imprisoned. I, I used to witness what they did in Ballinacora Weston. They turned it into a large open air prison where they were the warders and where the kids were groomed from half-decent families and decent families were being groomed to run as soldiers. If you watch the series The Wire, it is exactly uh, the same scenario that you used to be portrayed in that famous series as what happened in Limerick. And the kids were going sent out to kill. Kids as young as 16 and 17 and 18 were sent out to kill by these, the Dundons, Ger included. And they were so terrified that they only had two, there was only two things, that two prospects for them. One, they would end up dead, or two, they would end up in prison. But they never ended up in a witness box giving evidence against the people who sent them out because they were too terrified. You're quite animated now when you talk about Ger Dundon like this. And I, I can just only go on the details that I heard uh, from the court last Friday around the particular kidnapping of these two men. And we heard that these men were fed sleeping tablets. Mm. They were scrubbed in all to kind of kill any trail for forensics. They were threatened with machetes. So that level of violence already has you kind of balking and thinking this is outrageous, shocking, terrible behaviour. Then you have Dundon and the the people speaking on his behalf, his legal team, Paul, saying, ah, well, he suffers from post-trauma stress. He's got ADHD. He's got men- mental health issues. But you're telling me now that this is something that is almost familial. Oh, oh it's, it's bred into them and they were born. It's in their DNA. April Collins, I mentioned earlier, she was the quintessential gangster's mall. And... She lived with him and was hospitalized by him. And her father, as I say, Jimmy, was involved in the gang. And she decided to, purely as a result, the, the reason Murder Inc. and Ger Dundon is a key member of this Murder Inc. because it was him and his older siblings. The reason they, they literally ate themselves up in the end, because it was, they terrorized their own people and their inner circle and their families to such an extent that that level of fear 
reverberated on them because the people, they threatened the likes of April Collins and people like that. And it, when when you they made a threat, it meant that you were only on, you were on borrowed time. You were going to be killed. So the only alternative at that stage was talk to the police or end up in a grave. But she said about them at the time, she was giving a statement and she was a quite a foul-mouthed uh, young lady. And I, I, she was, we heard recordings of her during the famous trials that went on. She says, the Dundons are unbelievable people. They're monsters. They're very violent people. They terrorise everyone into doing things for them. People are frightened to say no in case they be killed. It was no life because they were so controlling. They beat me before. They said they will kill me. And I know they will. I am terrified. Her sister... April Collins' sister, Lisa, gave a statement to the guards at this particular time when she broke the code of Amerta and she said, you have no idea what the Dundons are like. They're vicious and evil. We were always, we're just always afraid of them, like they were savages. You really have no idea what it was like being around them. And then she sat back and she paused for a few moments, like in reflection, and she says, Jesus Christ, when I think back. Like, you know, that sort of epitomizes the, the people you were dealing with here. People in Limerick who listen to this podcast will remember with with great dread uh, and, you know, depression what happened in that city. And it was only down to a number of factors. Once, one was on Garda Shikana did an, ex- an astonishing job down there in taking on this murder machine. The other was their own fear and terror that they instilled because their own people turned against them because they couldn't take it anymore. And people will forget that it's now nearly 10 years since peace proper arrived in Limerick with all these guys being put away. But Limerick is unrecognisable today. But these siblings, Ger Dundon and his John and Wayne, were the core, formed the core of this extraordinary machine that literally took on the state and brought a city, put place a city under siege. So Paul, you have the Dundon brothers behind bars now between Ireland and the UK. And we think of, you know, the Dundon criminal gang within the wider context of other families as well. So with them behind bars, does this mean that finally their reign of terror will come to an end? Well, no, but the the very involvement of Ger Dundon in 2020, it was only three years ago, in the murder, you know, in that, in that, the, the Robbie Lawler and the Drogheda feud and being involved with Cornelius Price said, <laughs> they haven't gone away, you know. I remember Steve Collins, uh, whose son was butchered, and Steve's a very dear friend. Our 10-year nightmare is over. Justice has been served today, and maybe now my family can get on with their lives. Like, it's been, it's been a dreadful time for us. And, and he rang me from... He was abroad and he rang me to say, Jesus Christ, he read this in 2020 when we read about the arrest of Jared Dundon following the murder of Robbie Lawler in Belfast, uh, which again followed on the on from the, the butchering of Keen Munreedy Woods. And like, he couldn't believe it after what, everything he and his family had been through and the state had been through to put these people away that, that, were, still ava- that were still doing their thing. Jared Dundon, the fact that he's behind bars, I say it's brilliant. Um, the people in Limerick when they heard that the Dundons were popping up on the national grid again, were saying to themselves, oh my God. Like it, It's like a bad memory. It's like a nightmare for a lot of people in Limerick, the very thought of the Dundons. Um, but what it illustrated was that you do need to keep on top of them all the time. You need to keep your foot on the back of the neck of these kind of people because like, there is a new generation coming up. If the police do not stay on top of them, absolutely on top of them, we would see another outrageous decade breaking out again because like, at one stage, remember, like 
Ger Dundon and his brothers were responsible for making Limerick the most violent place in Western Europe. There were more gun incidents per capita in Limerick than anywhere else in Western Europe for, for a number of years. There were, there were the, the annual rate, you know, the, 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 the total of recorded shooting incidents in the country where people, guns were reported, where they'd been shot, fired, you know, criminals shooting at each other, not necessarily killing each other. At one stage, they accounted for nearly half of all gun incidents in the country. And remember, there was gang wars going on in Dublin, which is a population of 1.3, 1.4 million. Limerick is a population of 80,000. Literally, shot for shot, there was more shootings taking place in Limerick on a per capita basis and on a realistic basis. It was extraordinary. It was absolutely extraordinary. And that's, Jared Dundon brings all those memories back for people. Um, and again, as I say, you know, at the risk of repeating myself, Jared Dundon getting 15 years is a good result. Jared Dundon getting 15 years is also not such a good result because it means he might serve half of that sentence. It's not half enough. The guy should be doing what his brothers are doing, porridge for the rest of his life. And a big thanks there to Paul Williams, special correspondent at the Irish Independent, for joining me today. I'm Siobhan McGuire, and today's episode was produced by myself, researched by Neve McGovern, with sound by John Smith. I'm Siobhan McGuire, and today's episode of the Indo Daily was produced by myself, researched by Neve McGowan, recorded by John Smith, with sound by Gavin Hennessy. Archive clips from RTE, the BBC, Staffordshire Police and independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.